Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Kamps, and today's guest is Jim Smith Jr., CEO of Smithco Development, which is a successful full-service commercial real estate company that encompasses leasing, development, and management, and tenants that are brand names like CVS, Costco, and FedEx. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You probably, in terms of leadership, had one of the toughest journeys in the sense that I know your father started the company and then you joined and helped to expand it. Tell us a little bit about what do you think have been some of your successes as a leader? Number one, managing up, right? Managing your dad, taking over the company, and then managing your team. Yeah, you know, it's been an interesting journey for us. And I think that had either of us known, either my dad or myself known how rocky it would be, I think we would maybe second guess some of the things that we did. But we are on the other side of that and so much better for it. So we're, we're a success story, although we had our challenges. But a lot of the struggle is always between the the guy that is the founder and the rainmaker who sometimes is, is maybe not the best manager or leader of internal teams or even the best at organizational management. And then you have, you know, what could be an array of different personality styles for a family member that could be a successor to the business. And so to, to have our kind of mixture of his personality, my personality, and our, our different strengths and weaknesses, we're probably all over the map. But we found a way through it, and I think that the most challenging part to it has been really how to work through on the succession side and how to allow that next generation to do and use some of their strengths and have that founder not micromanage process or necessarily do the things that made them successful for all those years when they started up the business. Well, I remember speaking with your dad and him getting to the point where he realized that number one, you had matured greatly as a leader. And number two, that when he was in business, the commercial real estate market was a little bit different. And then he actually, towards the end, really appreciated that you implemented some systems and processes that needed to be implemented for a successful expansion and continuation. I think that's one of your leadership strengths, right? Is you know how to have different departments and teams work together by making sure you have processes and procedures in place that align everyone. Would you agree with that? Or Yes. And I think that ours was also a little bit different in that nothing was just kind of handed off. When we started our our first division that was together, it was kind of in the form of brokerage where I brought the team and he was sharing in some of the, the spoils or our commissions to offset our added office space. And so there was never a situation where there was a salary or job offer or anything. I mean, ours happened very organically through the form of partnerships. Mm -hmm. So to this day, Senior still has a, a number of, of his own properties, and then we have a number of partnerships together, and then and even partnerships that, that he's not involved in. And then our company, Smithco Development, is the service company for all of those partnerships. So that's been really my focus is how to have some something, a business, an organization that can service all of those partnerships, including him, regardless of who owns what or how much. 
Well, it obviously you have figured out that formula and you continue to succeed. And now you're expanding into yet another area and you have put together a fantastic team. So are there any leadership tips you have about how you have learned how to hire or put together a successful team? Our partnership, we've done a number of things. And, and so we've gotten into some of the residential like master plan community development in Central Texas, Seguin, San Marcos. We're doing a couple of retail deals in New Braunfels. And those were those were kind of, we essentially stumbled across that and, and through some other land stuff that I was chasing. And our team has been amazing at adapting to that. So really, whether we're, we're building a shopping center or we're managing the process on getting our permits and plats and zoning and different approvals with cities and working with civil engineers, our process is still the same. We still have the guys that are managing that process and the timing of it daily and with the same kind of milestones. So I think that sometimes is fun for our team to have something different that's out of the box and out of the norm of what we've done in the past uh, and something that has kept them essentially learning a new business. So clearly your systems and processes help in aligning everyone. And then retention wise, it sounds like they get to do fun projects and new projects. I do know that your philosophy is try to keep people and promote from within. I spoke with your COO and he mentioned how cool it's been for him to start with your dad and continue with you and continue to be part of the expansion of the company. So when you have had to go outside of your company, I know you recently hired a, a CFO and what would you say are one or two of the traits you look for? Well, what I would say is kind of maybe backing up just a hair from that question is I imagine it is very, very difficult to work for and with two different generations and, and especially probably two different generations of Jim Smiths. So yes. there's uh we are definitely strong in, in different ways. And so the promoting within the people that have been with us, that pathway, it probably is very, very different and has been challenging, but also really great in that we have people that have been with us for over 25 years. And so so I'm sure working for my dad and given the, the different culture, the different times, the, the different challenges with projects from going back to the late 60s compared to working with me and the way that we do things and also the way that the business has changed, adapted. I'm sure it is, if you pull those those employees aside and, and talk to them, I'm sure they would kind of agree that it's been somewhat of a feat in itself. But we've been incredibly blessed from there to have the people that are still with us and we've expanded and we have an amazing group uh, that I mean, we have a, a very young CFO. Uh, our COO is wonderful. That's been with my dad and then with me for a long time. So we have a lot of mentorship that is happening from across the hallway between the different divisions. And so mm. I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to learn from my dad and grateful to learn from those people that have walked in different shoes and, and a lot of miles and, and storms that I won't ever see in my lifetime. And then, and then also them seeing something totally different within my tenure here. Yeah. Well, you are right. You know, I've, as I mentioned, I spoke with your CEO Tracy and, and he said it was quite interesting going from reporting to your dad to reporting to you. And yet he's very grateful for that opportunity. 
And then both your CFO, Jeremy, your controller, Patrick, you know, they, they all speak very highly of you as a leader, because one of the things they said they don't find very often in a leader is someone who's willing to be open to input of other people. They find you very approachable, very easy to talk with. And then they also said that you are who you are. Like they, you're transparent, you, in the sense that you tell them what you like, what you don't like. And, and so clarity is something that has come up a lot. So sometimes I know leaders are, are blind to their positive blind spots, but anyway, I know how much your team enjoys working for you, but even though it feels like it's working with you. So then I do have to ask, what are one or two things that, that were your leadership blind spots or that you struggled with? Kind of also, as it relates to your last comment, sometimes I don't have a filter. So that <laughs> my wife will, will be the first to tell you that. And so a lot of times I just come out and, and kind of say, you know, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling and not, not to necessarily step on anybody's toes, but I think that I probably am extremely direct. And but also try to be very quick to praise and and coming from the brokerage side of things where there were no attaboys that I'm quick to to try to acknowledge that within our team and, and to to try to keep them engaged and I'm definitely proud of our team and, and so proud of where we've come since 07 in this venture together. They've been, we could not have done anything. We could not have transitioned between Jim Smith. We could not have done any of that without our team. Yeah. Well, you definitely gave another example of how you give credit. Was there though a, in a specific example where you had an aha moment where you're like, Ooh, the way I'm maybe too direct or no filter could cause issues. I think that, I think probably my mistake was early on trying to change things and change them too quickly. It's, and my dad is, likes to kind of walk through change at a different pace. And, mm. and, and so I'm kind of a little bit of that. Well, if, if we're going to change it, let's do it now. Let's do it now. Let's uh, how about this yeah. afternoon. I think pushing people and, and, and including him before somebody else is ready, before they maybe see the vision that that I see in my head. And I just kind of assume that everybody around me around me sees the same thing. Mm. And that's so I've learned to be a lot more patient with that and and try to be kind hearted with that. And I've definitely stubbed my toe a lot on trying to get things done according to my own my own schedule, which is not necessarily God's <laughs> schedule and not necessarily the business schedule or sure as heck, uh, not the project schedule schedule. I mean, we've, we've been delayed on a lot of stuff in the last two years and, and it's very frustrating. So I'm having to learn another bout of patience. Yes. Well, so that you've been through, you could say a family crisis as a succession happened as well as COVID and obviously you're in commercial real estate. So what tip would you have for someone regarding how you made it through crisis or how they could make it through crisis? I always kind of thought that there was this, just this one answer that if I could just find a clear pathway, the, the clear answer, then all would be good. And it's just not that simple. And so quiet time is very important to me in the morning. I, I actually journal, I read my Bible, I, I do a, a lot of critical thinking time in the mornings. And so after you've set the tone of your day, the pace of your day that way, then it's pretty hard to get too disjointed about anything. But I know for the days that I don't start there, I don't start by getting centered, then and I'm a mess for the rest of the day. Mm. And so one moment at a time, one day at a time, if you start with the right ingredients at the very end, there's a picture and it's clear and it works out, but it's a step-by-step -step process. 
Well, well, I certainly appreciate your willingness to share that. And I know you've mentored other people and you're, as you said, you're an open book in, in many ways. And if they want to know more about your company, they can go to smithcodevelopment.com. So thanks again for being willing to be on the show. It's a huge contribution to others. Well, Birgit, you have helped us a ton and I appreciate that. And we also wouldn't be where we are without you and without our common friend, Terry Looper, who's been a huge mentor to me. And so thank you for helping us. 